Welcome back to another episode of the Ford Financial Group Financial Insights Podcast. My name is Brian Ullman. I'm a financial advisor here and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And this week, we're joined by Ryan Louie, also a CFP and financial advisor here. And together, we're going to discuss required minimum distributions, which are the distributions that are required to be taken annually by the IRS from your various retirement accounts. So hang tight, and um, I hope you enjoy this podcast. And of course, if you have any questions as you listen to this, you can find us on the internet at www.fordfg.com. You can email us at info at fordfg.com. Uh, and you can reach us on our phone number, 559-449-8690. So with that, let's dig in and chat with Ryan about required minimum distributions. So let's start by by defining RMD, right? It's a required minimum distribution. And, I, and one of the reasons, we've talked about this, I think, in one of the IRA discussions that we've had, or retirement, the yes. types of retirement accounts. Um, but... Th- the reason I think it's top of mind right now, and I don't know what you're finding with your clients, but a lot of my clients take their required minimum distributions in October and November. Do you have the same uh, scenario? I have them. I always go over three scenarios with clients when they're asking about required minimum, minimum distributions and how to take them. Yeah. I tell them I have three types of clients that will, the, the ways in which they'll take the required minimum distribution. One will take it out in January because they're going, they know that they always go on a big trip or they're doing house repairs, whatever it is. Yep. And they just need the money up front. So they just have it with them. Right. Um, they have the other person that treats it like a pension or social security where it's a monthly distribution. Right. And then of course it's the other person that doesn't really have a purpose for the money, obviously needs to take it out and they're going to take it out very, very much towards the end of the year. Okay. So let's revisit that. Let's revisit the mechanics of when let's start, let's rewind a bit by starting about, let's review what a required minimum distribution or an RMD is <clears throat> an RMD is the amount of money that has to be withdrawn from an IRA or a simple IRA or a SEP IRA, any any kind of these retirement plans, once you've reached age 70 and a half. 70 and a half is the magic number. We've also talked in the past about this might be changing with Congress. I think we were a little bit more confident that this was going to change to age 72. A few months back, it's not looking like that's going to be the case now. So the key number to remember, or the key age to remember, is 70 and a half. In the year you're 70 and a half, you need to take a required minimum distribution. Um, a required minimum distribution is the, the amount the IRS says you need to take out of your retirement account, right? And it changes every year. And I think this is where the confusing part comes um, because it's based on a person's age and a person's account value at the end of the prior year. So Right. And then so the, the confusing part is finding the number to help calculate the amount that you have to take out. And so there is a lifetime table that right. you use, uniform lifetime table. And there's a couple of other tables depending on the circumstances. Um, but you're using this table to find out your factor number. So right. For example, if you're 75 years old, your factor number is 22.9. Yeah, and and that's that's again, that's really hard. Um, that's a really hard kind of number to nail down if you're figuring out your factor period or or whatever. If you're 75, you need to take out 4.37 percent of your account. Yes, in the year that you're 75. Yes, and you have from January to December to do that. Um, I, I would say. Uh, your first RMD has a little bit different rules when you're taking it 70 and a half. We can get into that, but you're not limited to the calendar year. I would say if you are getting closer to your RMD age, 
it's important to come talk to us if we haven't talked with you already about your RMD so we can figure out some sort of game plan. And what's right for you? Like I said, again, you, you know, I think it's just about having a discussion of you know, how frequently do you want this to, to happen? Or right. What time of year do you want this to happen? Right. And, and so the, getting back to the kind of the two moving numbers, um, each year your account's going to grow theoretically. Um, or even last year, most accounts didn't grow. But that number, the value, your account value on December 31st is going to tell you half of what you need to know for the following year. And then your age. So if you take a 75-year-old with an IRA that's valued at $100,000 at the end of the prior year, they're going to be required to withdraw at least $4,367 for the year or 4.37%. Right. Right. Now, let's say the next year the account grows and then they become a year older. So they're going to have a bigger account and they're going to need to, in that year, take out 4.55%. So the account grows, your value grows, your RMD more, more often than not grows. Correct. Um, so that's kind of the idea. I, and we really get down to it. What's the IRS trying to do here? What's the purpose behind an RMD? Well, you think about it. The money that you put into the account was pre-tax money. Never pay taxes on it. Right. So the IRS doesn't want you to keep this in an account where they're never going to collect their their share of taxes. Forever. And they don't definitely don't want you to pass it on to an heir right. where they're never going to pay taxes on it. So the required minimum distribution is a forced way for the IRS to start collecting on taxes that yeah. they've never have had to. It's a, it's a, 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 these retirement accounts are retire or tax deferral accounts, not tax elimination accounts. Right. right. So you're deferring it to later. And I think once you reach age 70, the IRS is figuring you probably retired the vast majority of people in their seventies um, by the time they've reached their seventies have retired. And so they're figuring, I think, look, You've retired. It's time to supplement your retirement income with this. Um, whether you need it or not is a different question, but it's not called a needed minimum distribution. It's called a right, required right. minimum distribution. And if you, I mean, to add to that too, if you are working and you have a 401k, for example, then you don't have, and you're, let's say, 74 and you're still working, um, you don't have to take the money right. out of your 401k for a required minimum distribution. Right. That's a good point. Now, that's only for 401ks, though. Correct. That's not for IRAs. And so, you know, now we start to get a little bit deeper in the weeds. We start to figure out, um, uh, you know, when you have these questions, oh, I have an RMD, I have a 401k, I have a 457, which one of these do I need to take an RMD from? This is when you give us a call and we kind of sort these details out that are unique to you. Correct. Right. Because people can oftentimes have multiple accounts at different places and, you know, how are you going to calculate it and how do you dis take the distributions when they're at multiple places? Right. A good example. Well, and a good example of that is if you have two IRAs in two different places, you can take, you can actually take all of your required minimum distribution from one account, as long as you, the sum total of your RMDs are covered. Correct. Right. So that's another kind of unique example of why if you didn't know that, or you're not kind of doing that kind of analysis, why it makes more sense to work with a financial advisor to help you sort out your required minimum distributions. Um, I think as it, we talked, you kind of began with some of the mechanics of how um, you take out RMDs. I think people who are taking monthly pretty much have it dialed in. It's the people who are reaching the end of the year who haven't tackled this yet. I think that's where it becomes front of, front of mind and, and a kind of a concern for people. Um, I can tell you anecdotally, Many of my clients' RMDs come out in October and November, as I mentioned. And the reason why they've chosen that, you want you want to take a stab at why? 
my guess is that they want to leave it there maybe as long as possible. Um, I think that's why I'm on board with that. Um, Paying out towards the end of the year covers Christmas gifts. Okay. Now, this is anecdotal. I have not gone through it, you know, and figured out the percentage of why people are taking for Christmas gifts. But it is absolutely the most popular time for, for, for my clients. The second most popular time is around February, March. For taxes. For taxes. There you go. And so um, I think really what – and a lot of these, if you have a smaller IRA and you're taking, let's just say $1,000, your RMD is $1,000, that may not register or may move the needle a whole lot for your personal finances. So you take the $1,000 when you can use it, right, when it's for Christmas gifts. But if your RMD is much bigger in the tens of thousands of dollars – it, to me, that that's where it makes more sense to take it monthly, roll it into your monthly budget, you know, use it because it, it's more of a true supplement to Social Security. You can live on a little bit more than just $100. Well, the, the large lump sum, too, you have to be more cognizant of the tax ramifications as well. It, honestly, if you have a $1,000 RMD, it's probably not going to move the needle too much on your personal income taxes. But again, you get you, or if you're taking a $25,000 required minimum distribution – the tax withholdings become important as well. That's true. That's you something don't want to be substantially off or you don't want to be thinking, okay, I'm just not going to pay any taxes on it right now because there could be some ramifications to that when you actually file if you didn't withhold enough, especially again on a larger amount than a smaller amount. Right. So, you know, we're talking about the mechanics of withdrawing. You can take, you can take as a lump sum at some point during the year, whether it's for something for that you're spending on or taxes or whatever. You can take quarterly. You can take sim or semi-annually and quarterly, and we're talking about taking monthly as well and rolling it into your personal finances. And then the flip side of this is the decision that needs to be made, as you're talking about now. And I know one of the things that we do here is work with people's accountants to make sure we get this number right, but choose how much you want to withhold of this RMD for federal taxes and for state taxes. Um, some of it depends on where you live for the state taxes, obviously, um, and the tax brackets have changed, so oftentimes your withholdings need to be updated because you don't want to withhold too much, right? No. Is that a concern? Yeah, I think for some people, there's definitely a fair percentage of people that don't want to give too much money to the government essentially right. as a loan. I mean, it will you'll, you'll it will come out in the wash when uh, you know you file your taxes. Sure. You know, if you gave them too much, you're going to get more back. But I definitely have a fair amount of people that Just don't want to do the minimum. Right. I And I think where you scrub that confusion out is by rolling your CPA into this process. And for us, it's as easy as making a phone call over to the accountant's office. We're familiar, we're, you know, we've worked with most of the accountancies here in town. And so it's a quick call over and say, hey, we're putting together the RMDs for so-and-so. What would you like us withholding for federal and state? And we can make that call for clients and go ahead and put it on the form that we have. And we're off and rolling and we don't need to worry about it all that much. And it could always be changed in the future. Absolutely. It can, you know, if you're, if you hit the lottery and you need to increase or reduce, <laughs> you know, you can do that. Um, and it certainly matters, like you said, more for the, for the larger annual RMDs. Right. You know, cause your tax situation is going to increase. You're not going to get bumped to the next tax bracket if you're only taking a thousand dollars from your RMD, but you sure as heck are going to maybe go up if you're taking $40,000 or something like that. Um, so, uh, and now you said most of your people are taking monthly. Yeah. Most of them that have a substantial RMD will take it monthly just because I think they're more comfortable with treating it like an income. And right. so 
they don't have anything specifically that they need to make a large purchase with, so they're not going to take the lump sum. So yeah. they just figure, you know, I can use a little bit here for a travel. Or I could use a little bit here for presents. Right. Yeah, I, and I, I, there are some years where people are taking monthly, where their search, their circumstances change. Right. So they're taking some monthly, but then one year they say, okay, well, I need to take a big lump sum from this account because we're going on a cruise around the world. And in those cases, we might just do one big lump sum in February and call it quits f for the rest of the year on the RMDs because we don't need to. So I think it's important to remember also when you're making these decisions at age 70 and a half or 71 or whenever you're deciding these things, it's flexible. You can change it as your investment needs change, as your as your financial sit status or your bills begin to change. Um, so that's something important too. Um, one last thing is the question I have for you is, do you find that people are taking their required minimum distributions and depositing them into their checking account or their savings account? Or do you find that people, you're, the people that you advise are reinvesting that RMD? I find that the fair amount of people, though, so these are, for me, the people that are taking it in November, December, because they didn't have a use for the money. And so continuing on with that theme of, I don't need the money, right? they put it into their investment account, if they, usually because- They're, they're non-retirement, not IRA account. Non-retirement account. So you, you know, again, take the distribution, pay the taxes on it, put it into a trust, what we call a non-qualified account, a joint account, um, and an individual account, yeah, and whatever continue to invest it because- right. The other option is yes, they move it to the bank, but again, given the environment that we're in right now, they know they know that okay, maybe I'm earning a percent, maybe less than a percent on on my interest at my bank, so they rather move it to an investment right. where they can earn more. So let's talk about how the mechanics of that work. He, at least here at our office, you have a required minimum distribution of ten thousand dollars, let's say, and you're withholding a total of about twenty percent for taxes. What would happen is the ten thousand dollars comes out of your IRA. $2,000 gets withheld by our firm for taxes, and the remaining $8,000 gets deposited into your second account that you have here, which we then just in turn reinvest. So nothing gets routed through your bank account. Nothing, it, the client doesn't need to lift a finger, quite frankly. And no, it's all just handled. No, systemize this. Right. And so that's the, that's the other, I guess, um, piece of this is that, you know, we can systemize these type of things, whether it be again, yearly or monthly. Yeah. Um, and it just happens on clockwork. So if you have it set up to go over your, move your money from your IRA, withhold the taxes, go to your investment account on November 20th of every year. Right. It's going to do that like clockwork. Yeah. I, yeah. The, I, yeah. Like clockwork. And the important part here is that it's worry-free for a client. Yes. You know, Okay, especially if you don't need, if you want to reinvest the money, you don't need to take it to go spend it on something. You just know we've got it handled for you. We've got the instructions on file. We move it around. We withhold the taxes. There's the, the client doesn't need to lift a finger, and the RMD situation is solved for. And we're moving on to next year and worried about other things, whether it's taxes or uh, investment kind of allocations or whatever it is. At least we don't need to sweat the administrative side because we've got that covered for them. Right. So. Well, good. Well, I appreciate you uh, jumping on, talking RMDs. I, it's all, it's amazing to me how um, popular a topic this is, even after – it feels like we go over it ad nauseum. I think that every client or most clients have a, a general feel about it. Sometimes you hear the numbers, you know – 
70 or 69 and you know what they're talking about they, they they when they talk about i think i have to take money out by you know what the discussions about well, and there's a whole group of people that it's new to every single year right, right? if you're if you're 68 you know oh in a couple of years i know i need to do something about this but it's not until you're 70 or 70 and a half that it actually kind of kind of bubbles up to the top of, Hey, I need to handle this, or at least talk to my advisor about handling this to make sure it gets done. So, right. you know, people in their fifties, God, this is the first thing from their worry. You know, they're still, they're worried about putting money in more than taking money out. Well, good. I think we'll leave it here. Uh, and we'll leave some time for, uh, some wrap up and some disclosures. Thanks. So there you have it. Thanks, Ryan Louie, for chiming in and helping us talk about required minimum distributions. If you have any more RMD questions, you can find us at www.fordfg.com. You can also email us at info at fordfg.com if you have RMD questions or if you'd like to have other questions answered for you by us on this podcast. So we'll leave it there for now. We'll leave it for some disclosures. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next week. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein. 